sitcom cinema, the podcast dedicated to the dark side of film. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Sick on Cinema. I don't know what episode this is. I don't either. I am one half of your jungle exploration team, John. I'm guessing the other half, Matt. <laughs> I know where jungle. This is a hack-filled episode right here. This is a Wheezy Demon episode. Yeah. <laughs> we the Wheezy Demons this time. This room's hot half. Yeah. <laughs> hot half. Oh, boy, <laughs> you, you, need, you need to get off the internet a little bit. I know, right? Too many memes. I swear to God, Tennessee, that's hottest right now. It's miserable. But uh, today was a, the only cooler day of the year. Yeah. I got me a Meliala. I got artificial Kool-Aid. <laughs> <laughs> call you got one of them Huggies. Uh, they're not great, but... Fake-ass Kool-Aid. <laughs> 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 this shit's made of Splenda, not sugar. <laughs> I hate Splenda. I know, right? But... So, yeah, uh... You're sick and I'm sick. Yeah. But it's alright. We're gonna muscle through this and put out a put out a show. Just if you hear the Wheezy Demon, just just ignore him. <laughs> nah, if you hear if you hear the Wheezy Demon, try to ignore him. He's a little scary. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's just bad. So what are we talking about today, man? It's We're appropriate that it's hot in here. <laughs> you know, it's nowhere near as hot as it was. In That's true. But the jungles, they're of these cannibal movies. Cannibals, Italian cannibals. This is a big episode. Big episode, boy. Heavy hitters. Like they would say on Why? last podcast. Every time we do a, a show, a goddamn bug starts flying around and starts distracting <laughs> me. Get out of here. <laughs> Don't worry about the bugs. Just worry about the podcast. Sorry. So what are the movies we're covering today? Oh, we're covering Man from Deep River. A.K.A. Yeah. Sacrifice by Umberto Lindsay. Um, Cannibal Holocaust. And Cannibal Paradox. Mm-hmm. Which uh, Cannibal Holocaust has other names. Green Inferno being one. <laughs> Ironically. Yeah. Um, and Campbell Ferox. You know what the other name for Campbell Ferox is? No, no. I actually prefer it. What is it? Make them die slowly. Pretty much what the entire movie is, but... Yeah, but, like, there's a tagline for Campbell Ferox. Let me see if I can find it real quick here. Um, it is whole list. how many tabs you had open. Well, yeah, because I'm doing research while I'm doing this. Uh, are you that or are you just don't close tabs out on your phone? Well... <laughs> <laughs> to be honest... It also was at one point called Woman from Deep River. Campbell Ferox was as a as a, as like a, almost like a sequel to Man from Deep River. Huh. Here it <laughs> is. Okay. So the original tagline for Campbell Ferox in the United States was they raped and killed his sister while he watched ho- helplessly. Now it is his turn to make them die slowly. You know what doesn't happen in that movie? That the first part? Any of that. Mm. <laughs> People die slowly, but so yeah, cannibals. This is a this is gonna be a fun one because, I mean, it really is. A, that's one of the biggies of the disturbing film genre. Yeah. And right off the bat, I'm gonna go ahead and say I have a problem with this genre. <laughs> we'll get to that. God dang it! It is for sure one of the most controversial of oh, all film yeah. genres. Like it is a love or hate thing. I feel like there's a lot of, a lot of gore, a lot of gore, a lot of nastiness, both real and fake. You got a lot of animal cruelty. Yep. Whether it be death or... Usually death. Usually death. <laughs> but before we get into the movies, we got some housekeeping, sorry. <laughs> oh, God, we didn't even... Oh. <laughs> um, we need emails, folks. <laughs> we still got an email? Still nothing. <laughs> We're like, 
Every episode's in. No, yeah, we ain't gonna worry about that. Are you there? Sickoncinema at gmail.com. Hit us up with any questions, comments, concerns, suggestions, suggestions, inquiries. Hell, if you just want to tell us to kill ourselves, yeah, we'll fine. take it. Shit. <laughs> I think about it on a constant basis, anyways. That, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's um, depressing. That's depressing. Speaking of depressing, before we get into it. What have you been up to? <laughs> uh, work. <laughs> yeah. Someone Ooh. in this room didn't get these movies watched in time. Why this episode start. is a week late. Don't start. I will start well. I want to start, boy. Look, I just started school back, and I've been dead ass. <laughs> I like I like as, as soon as my body touches this mattress over here, I'm dead. No excuse. Oh, don't start, man. No excuse. God. No excuse. I'll, I'll throw this bootleg ass Kool Aid in your face. <laughs> bootleg ass Kool Aid. That's what it is. Um, uh, I've been trying to watch movies. It can be hard. I watched one called uh, Mutilation Man. Mutilation Man. By uh, the late Andy Cop. Unfortunately, he passed away. Wasn't very good, but, you know, yeah. whatever. Got it at the SRS Cinema. Um, sale they were having. I lost my train of thought there. <laughs> yeah, I've been bored. <laughs> you could have been watching these movies, god dang it. I, I, I'm about to hit you with something. <laughs> I, 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 po- I apologize, okay? Apologize. <laughs> apologize. Is that, is that what you want to hear? Yes. Yes, it is, actually. <laughs> you ain't got to um, apologize. I also watched one called Cryptic Plasm. Cryptic Plasm. By Brian Paulin, Morbid Vision Films, who we will definitely be covering one day on this podcast. All right. And... A little plug for someone we both like and who we will be covering on the show soon as well. James Bell has a new movie out. Oh, yeah? Tantrum 2. 2. Mm-hmm. So, one day we will be covering James Bell's work as well. It's going to be really awkward because you're talking about his penis the entire time. He's got a massive dick. <laughs> <sighs> I'm just saying, man. Um... So yeah, go go definitely go pick up James Bell because spoiler alert for when we do the episode, we're pretty big fans of his work. I mean, yeah, very fine crap videos is, does some good stuff. Sorry, I saw something in my head. Not been very helpful with me. Oh, right sorry, now. Okay. we're trying to have a conversation with you about James Bell, and you're just look, look. <laughs> Don't shh me. <laughs> so you ready to get into these movies? Oh uh, yeah. We're going to start out in 1972. With How the m- many years did it take for Hel- Cannibal Holocaust to come out? N- well, 1980 was when Cannibal Holocaust came out. You didn't pick on to late. Well, there was movies, there's movies in between. Okay. Because um, this is what is regarded as the original. No, oh, gee. Excuse me. <laughs> the original um, Italian cannibal film. It's Umberto Lindsay's. <laughs> I don't know why you told me to hold on. I could have just kept talking. <laughs> Sorry. From 1972, I think I've already said this, but... You did. Umberto Lindsay's Man from Deep River, a.k.a. Sacrifice. Or probably a.k.a. a hundred different names. Oh, you know it. Um, it's Italian. So what do we got here? Um, like I said, it's the it's it's what is regarded as the original um, cannibal, Italian cannibal film. Um, which is funny because Umberto Lindsay would go on to do more. <laughs> like it was like him and Diodato. Like you know, he's got Man from Deep River, yeah. Eating Alive, and um, 
uh, Campbell Ferox, Diodato's got Jumble, Jungle Holocaust, <laughs> uh, Cannibal Holocaust, and I think another one, you know, like... Jungle Holocaust. Yeah. <laughs> He's obsessed with the word Holocaust. I know, he really was. <laughs> so, you know, it's interesting. But what we got here is we got a man named John Bradley. John Bradley. John Bradley. <laughs> he goes to the... Am- the no, 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 ti- this ti- is what's yeah. different about this one. Every other Campbell movie you're ever going to watch that takes place in the Amazon jungle in South America. But this one is in Thailand. Which I like. The, I like I like the switch on that. I hate to get off topic. <laughs> Already. Water does not taste good in styrofoam cups. That's an odd observation. You can taste the styrofoam. <laughs> Are you ready to talk about a man from Deep River? Yeah. Are you okay. focused now? Drink your bootleg-ass Kool-Aid. Oh, God dang. <laughs> so, John Bradley. He, uh, he's a photographer. He takes off to Thailand with his girlfriend. Who you never see again. Yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> um, they, uh, at one point in the movie, they go to a Muay Thai kickboxing. Which is pretty interesting. It's cool, right? Or as Ace Racer would say, fascinating. Fascinating. <laughs> so fascinating. The girl is like, this sucks. I hate this. Why are we here? And he's like, no, hold on. This is awesome. I love this. I agree with him. And uh, she gets up to leave, and this Thai guy like looks at her like, hmm. <laughs> and then he, like, she disappears, and we never see her again. They never mention her again. She's just gone out of this movie. Which, in, in a weird sense, is very creepy. <laughs> what happened to her? I don't know. Did the guy kidnap her? I mean, he, he sees the guy later. Yeah, so, yeah, later on in a bar, he sees the guy, but he doesn't know it's the guy because they don't have any interaction with each other yeah. up until this point. He just kind of weirdly looks at his girlfriend. He doesn't know he kind of weirdly looked at his girlfriend, and then his girlfriend's just gone. I didn't put a lot of thought into this scene until right now. That's, that's kind of creepy. He just gives this weird look and just follows her, and she She's disappears. Gone. She's gone. She's dead ass. Dead ass, I guess. <laughs> um... But speaking of dead ass, <laughs> he ends up shanking the guy. John Bradley kills this guy and randomly for no reason. Never again. For no reason, really, yeah. just shanks him. Look, I pulled a knife out on him, and he was looking like I'm gonna stab you, and he's like, <laughs> he just turned it on him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> shanks him, but why the guy pulled the knife on him? He's like, hey, let me buy you a drink. I've never seen you before. Pulls a knife on him. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, I don't know. Other, uh, other, the setup for this other movie countries is, are rough. John. The setup for this movie is a bitch weird. Yeah. So he decides to go into the Amazon jungle to do some photography, and basically to get away from the fact that he uh, murdered this dude. Yeah. Along and the way, God dang his it. trusty tour guide. I don't remember his name. He uh he gets killed, <laughs> dead ass boy, by a group of cannibals. Of course. And uh, well, I mean, are, are, is this group cannibals? I think the group that killed him is cannibals. Okay. But not the group that takes in John Bradley. John Bradley. Because they take in John Bradley, <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> and then a couple of the other cannibals, right? So. Ooh, god dang. We stop talking about the Kool Aid <laughs> and talk about the movie. I Great don't care about Kool-Aid. your damn gas Kool Aid. It ain't even dang boy. <laughs> Shit ass Kool Aid. Um, so you, they they take John Bradley into the into the village, right? 
Yeah. And and the best way to wrap it all up is that uh, he uh, he falls in love with the the daughter of the the head of the village. And it doesn't seem like it until later on. Well, at first he's just like, "Get away from me, you savages!" <laughs> <laughs> Get away from me, savages! And uh, God, dang. you start to have a little blossom in relationship, and he realizes that maybe the best place for him to be is here in this village. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So you go ahead and start with this one, Matt, because okay. I feel like you were you had you were a little harsher on this one than I think I was. Yeah, um, there's just a lot of things that don't add up. Okay, one in the beginning of this movie makes no goddamn sense. The beginning of the movie is a bit the setup's a bit convoluted. Okay, a lot of things kind of just happen. There's this whole weird thing like in the middle of the movie out of nowhere, he starts doing this like inner monologue. Oh yeah, I agree with that. And it's weird. Yeah, that that doesn't happen in movies very often, where you literally hear inside of the guy's head. And it, it, it threw me off at first. I thought it was someone else talking. I was like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> it is weird. And he just, he's just like, almost get out of his place. And something else. This mm-hmm. is for me. This is the bit. This is the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. These this tribe kidnaps him pretty much. Kidnapping, yeah. And keeps him like they have him as hostage mm-hmm. as their slave for like. Is it like I guess a year? I don't. I don't know. know how long it is. Time is also another thing. Yeah, this time movie. Is this movie. And then, out of nowhere, just like yeah, you and then the king of the tribes like yeah, you can be the heir to my throne. Well, you know how this all happened. You remember how it all happened, right? Yeah, it was because she, the, his daughter. Well, um, the daughter starts to show interest in him, right? Yeah. But remember, there's the other tribesman who likes his daughter. And he don't like John Bradley. The day of my daughter's wedding. <laughs> he, don't, he don't like John Bradley. He's like, mm, I don't like this guy. Yeah. And then when John Bradley tries to escape, they have a duel. <laughs> and John Bradley kills him. Yeah. And as he's dying, he's like, don't kill him. He's defeated me. And that's when they, they accept him into their... Their little tribe. Their little tribe. So it, it doesn't... Oh. And he has to start undergoing those trials. The, the, why just accept him into it? Like... He killed their main warrior. And oh. He he took he he showed he was a man. Still don't understand why he like marries the 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 I guess princess. I, I guess I don't really know how it works. And just like yeah, I'm there to the throne now. <laughs> <laughs> and nothing about no, you know what? My actual biggest problem with this goddamn movie mm-hmm. is that one of the characters, which we'll probably get onto later on. Speaks English. Oh uh, yeah, I, I think we should go ahead. A minor explanation for it that she was like kidnapped by the tribe and whatnot, but oh, my God. Yeah. So there is a lady in the village that, like, as he's being tortured by the tribesmen, kind of comes in and is like, "Hey, I speak English." They <laughs> bullshit. And it is a bit weird because it's like, how did she learn the language Wolf of the, uh, the tribes people? Yeah. Wouldn't she speak Thai? Like, why is she speaking English? <laughs> and, then, and then somehow, I, it isn't again the time thing you're talking about. Yeah, it's hard to figure out like how well, like wh- wh- how much time is passing. And somehow he he just teaches English to this girl. Yeah. Within like I'm gonna say within a matter of days. I don't think it was days. Well, still it takes a long time to learn a language. <laughs> it does, but not in movies. <sighs> Wolf tickets. <laughs> <laughs> um. See. I had problems with some of those things, but I don't know. Like, it is definitely different than any other cannibal movie out there. You know, yeah. It's a, uh, it's not your typical cannibal film. Like, 
It's not real brutal. I mean, there's still more animal death in this one than there is in goddamn Cannibal Holocaust or Pharaoh. Now, that is true. There is a lot of animal death in this one. And it it's does feel ridiculous. way out of place in this one, too. Because like, they'll be like, like, oh, it's the wedding day. Goat slits throat. <laughs> it is vicious. Mm-hmm. You see like every artery in the this The goat's like, and I just, I'm just sitting here like, not worried about what's going on in the movie. I'm just like, that poor goat. You just murdered the <laughs> The music's like, no reason. Stop. You don't do this. It's the the animal death, and there's a lot in this movie. Like like you said, I think there may be more in this one than any oh, other one. Which is insane. And it's so out of place because the movie does not have a mean spirit to it. They murder the goddamn snake. <laughs> yeah. They, the snake is just like, hey, how you doing? And just slices <laughs> it too all over this woman's stomach. It's like, <laughs> it, it, like I said, like it does, it's not a mean spirited movie outside of that. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like if you tone down a lot of like the violence in this movie, which I know that, as you said, there's not a whole lot of the animal death. Yeah. I feel like this is going to honestly be like a PG movie. Yeah, really. Because what it is, it's almost like Dances with Wolves. You know, it's like he meets up with this woman from another culture and they fall in love. And Yeah. It's like an it's like an action jungle venture movie. It honestly reminds me of like an old school like Disney movie. Except for with animal death and a lot of other death. A lot of tits. Well, yeah. They're they're a member of a a tribe. Yeah, but, like, it's pretty obvious when you're watching the movie that the main people in the tribe are not real tribes people. No. Like, they're definitely actors. Yeah, like, the the lead female does not look like... No. (laughs) She's a member of any of these tribes at all. No. And neither does, like, the voodoo priest guy or the or the head of the Honestly, tribe. Honestly, it looks like borderline blackface. I don't think so. I think they are <laughs> I think they are actually Thai. Okay. But, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's just so obvious. So they look me off. Like, in the other movies we'll be watching, like, they do sometimes subsidize, like, actors, <coughs> you know, into the scenes. Yeah. And try to make them fit into the tribe. And sometimes you can be like, yeah, they don't necessarily fit necessarily, but... I said necessarily twice, but it's all right. <laughs> In this one, though, like it's so obvious that they're not trash people. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's a lot of parts of the movie that made me laugh, though. Like whenever she's about to give birth, which in reality is not really a funny scene. But like this, the, there's a witch doctor part of the scrub. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to do like his like magic and stuff, and he's like poking her with feathers. Mm-hmm. And then John Bradley, John Bradley. Walks in, he's like, get out of here! And he tosses him out of the building, and it's great. I love it, because every time someone says, anyone from the tribe that says his name, he's like, John Bradley, John Bradley! (laughs) So that's a subplot we need to get into. Because this is another part of the movie that really confused me. Yeah. So, where the cannibalism in this movie comes is, uh, there's like a a rival tribe who are are cannibals. (laughs) Yeah. Right, and at the very beginning, when they first kidnapped John Bradley... They they like they punish them by cutting their tongues off, the two cannibals. Yeah, and then later on in the movie, they come back and attack. Right, mm. but during this um, whole subplot, like John Bradley falls in love with the the head priestess, or whatever, or whatever she is, and uh, uh, they get they pregnant. They so. she he marries them to an extent, however that works in that world, and then they they she gets pregnant, <laughs> but earlier in the movie. John Bradley comes in as the 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 witch doctor guy is like, 
doing his magic on this kid who's <laughs> like, it doesn't work. yeah, and he's like, you're dumb. This doesn't work. And he gives the kid a trachea, and that works. Apparently, this photographer knows surgery. Too. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. So he pisses the witch doctor off, right? Yeah. And then later on, when, when the girl's like, John, we're pregnant. He's like, he came in and gave me medicine to make baby stronger, right? Mm. And then in the, later on the movie... The closer she gets to pregnancy, she gets sick and like eventually goes blind, right? But what, 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 what kills me, what drives me crazy, is like they don't go into whether or not the witch doctor um, poisoned her or not. Yeah, it just I don't know if if my bracelet. I don't know if like it's just complications due to pregnancy or if he actually if he was mad at John Bradley or if he poisoned her. It's not explained. Like there's never revealed there's never a moment where John Bradley is like, You've poisoned her, haven't you? you know? But clearly they don't like each other. Clearly not. I don't know. He's like, Get out of here <laughs> it's, it's great, but And he's also like, I'm gonna raise a little savage <laughs> Which I was like, that is a little weird. <laughs> 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 so we've been awful negative, but there were things about this movie I really, really liked. The what? Sorry, there were things about this movie I really liked. Yeah, like after he kills the main warrior guy, and they're like, they're like, he's gonna become part of us now. Hmm. They put him through these trials, and the, the coolest one is like he's in this hut, and they have him hooked to like almost like this crucifix with his head like yeah. fixed, and he's rotating, and they're shooting darts in at him. And I thought that scene was awesome. Yeah. And overall, I had a I had fun with this movie. I, something I will say is the original ta- the original title, the American title, Sacrifice, no. or Man from Deep River. Man from Deep River. I feel like it's a, a decent title. Yeah, Sacrifice is such a misleading title. But I don't know if Sacrifice is the U.S. or Italian title. I feel like Man from Deep River is the Italian title. Well, whatever it is, Sacrifice is such a misleading title. Yeah. Because there's not really any there's n- other than like the they, they kill the shit out of those animals. Well, yeah, they. God dang it, poor goat. That <laughs> goat got his shit pushed in. But other than that, there's no real sacrifices. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Unless they're going metaphorical, and he's like he's sacrificing his his other life. his culture and his life, you know, for love. Well, clearly, doesn't care too much. But man <laughs> from Deep River makes sense because that at the beginning they're like we found a fish man. Yeah, <laughs> fishman, which is goofy. <laughs> it's good. I like it. You I also did. like the fact that he falls asleep on the boat and when he wakes up, his driver's just dead. <laughs> he's yeah, like, "How'd this happen?" <laughs> oh, okay, he's dead. <laughs> oh, excuse me, Weezy Demon. I had a Weezy Demon minute, <laughs> moment a minute ago. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Like the music was okay. I, I, it was probably the weakest score of all the movies. Yeah, and uh, you know. Had I known what it... I would watch it anyways for the podcast. Yeah. Because that was just what we're doing, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's cannibal movies, so it just I made... I say, yeah, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I would have watched it anyways. But if I was just out on my own and I knew what it was... What are you doing? I'm scratching my thigh. Stop scratching your thigh. It's weird. Why? It's a weird man. Anyways, I don't think I would have gone out of my way to watch it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if I knew what kind of movie it was, I don't think I would have sought it out so hard. <laughs> However, having saying that, at the end of the day, I, I did enjoy it. I just, you know, I had some problems with it that were, pro- I mean, I, I feel like I'm, I may have judged it a little too much. 
for what it is. But at the same time, it's just, I don't know. There's some things that throw me off. Yeah, I can agree with that. <laughs> with certain movies, it doesn't matter what it is whenever we're doing the podcast. So if something throws me off in a movie and it gets to me too much, I just don't, I end up like, just all over it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I, I understand that, I guess. I'm I'm just weird like that. So I don't know. I didn't. I did not think it was very bad. No, it's not a bad movie. I I feel like the animal that's not needed. I feel like some stuff needs to be explained. Like it's it's not one I'm gonna go to time and time again. But it's not a bad watch. It's a fun little action adventure movie that doesn't necessarily fit into the cannibal world, but being the quote unquote first one because there's no definitive answer to that or not. It's like the slasher genre. There's no definitive. Yeah. Um. But you know, it, it 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 for what it is, it's good. I think. I have to agree. I'll, I'll agree with that. So, fast forward a little bit. Of course, you know, after Man from Deep River was a success in America. <laughs> oh, go easy, <easy-deep>. demon. <laughs> <coughs> careful handling, Mike. You're making some noises. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you're making some squeaky noises. Yeah, you're making them right now. Weezy <laughs> 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 demon. Um. We need not say Wheezy Demon every time we golf. People are yeah, probably going to get gonna, tired of that. I'm probably going to just say it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway. Um, so, Man from Deep River was a success in America, right? People liked it. So, yeah. as soon as it was a success, Italy was like, it's on. <laughs> you know, people like, <laughs> we're going to wait about eight years, but it's on. <laughs> well, no, that, like I said, there were movies in between. There was... Yeah, Jungle Holocaust and Eaten Alive and countless other Italian. Well, these next two we're about to talk about are regarded as some of the most violent, nasty movies ever. And they're also considered the masterpieces of yes. this genre. You know, um, but you also should give. We also have to give a, a tip of the hat to, uh, even though they're not. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I love Bruno Mattei. But uh, a tip of the hat to Mondo Kane. Because yeah. I feel like without Mondo Kane, they would be no Italian cannibal movies. I mean... They're not the first, but they are the they are kind of the what spurred on of course. the genre, you know? Because they came out in the 60s. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's something we should talk about on the podcast. Oh, absolutely. I, one day I want to do the Mondo movies. I remember one time like they were on sale and we just couldn't get them. Yeah, I'm... Pissed I didn't get that box in. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but the next one we're going to cover, we're going to fast forward to 1980, which means it was probably made in 79, 78. Came out in 80. With Ruggiero Diodato's. One of the most infamous nasties of all time. Cannibal Holocaust. This is a huge movie. This is probably the biggest well known movie we've talked about so far, I think. It's arguable for sure. Because within the disturbing movies community, this is a must-watch. This is the holy grail of yeah, disturbing is... films for me. So here, here's my story of Cannibal Holocaust. The first time I ever heard of Cannibal Holocaust was on, I believe, Dead Pit. Dead Pit. They were talking about this movie, Cannibal Holocaust, and immediately I was like, I need to see this. Because that's how my mind works. Because yeah. um, actually, I had seen the trailer for Cannibal Ferox. That was Cannibal Holocaust. Way before I ever saw Cannibal Holocaust, or even knew what Cannibal Holocaust was. I used to go to this website that had all these trailers for gore movies. You know, one of them was a trailer for a movie called Make Them Die Slowly. Yeah. Lo and behold, I would find out that was Cannibal Ferox. So I knew of Cannibal Ferox before Holocaust. Which is a bit strange, but... But when I got into college, 
and got my first income, or not income, first uh, check, uh, my first check through uh, financial aid. The very first thing I ever bought with it was the Grindhouse releasing DVD of Cannibal Holocaust. And when you got another edition of it, you gave that one to me. Yeah. And I was nervous. Like, it's one of the only movies ever in my life that I was, like, nervous to watch. Really? Because of its reputation. You know what I mean? People, you know, every, every time you ever heard anyone talk about it, they're always like, this is one of the most disturbing movies ever made. So I waited real late at night because I was like, I don't want anybody... <laughs> to walk in. Because I don't know what this movie is. You know, it has such a reputation. I don't want nobody knowing about it that I'm watching this. And I waited so late that I started falling asleep. Oh, no. So, like, I'd be like, all right, I'm watching the movie. This professor's going to the jungle. And drift off. Wake up. Oh, my God, they're killing a turtle. What's happening? Drift off. <laughs> Wake up. There's some woman on a stick. What is that? Drift off. <laughs> you know, like, this, like, I watched Campbell Holocaust in this weird dreamlike state so when I finally actually watched the movie it was almost like not a letdown because the movie's amazing and I love this movie but it was like it was almost like the perfect way to watch Cannibal Holocaust because all I was seeing was like the worst <laughs> you know like I was missing all the cool little stuff in between and just seeing <laughs> the big highlights of the the horrible things that happened <laughs> turtle yeah that poor turtle oh, can, I, can I tell a story real quick yeah you, you tell a story yeah okay of course the first time I watched this movie was three years I think it was, I don't know if it was the first disturbing, yeah, I think it was the first disturbing movie I watched, mm-hmm. and my friend Doug, well, I talked about him before, we were talking about, uh, which the next time we talk about Tanner and Campbell movies, he will be, be on, on the podcast, <laughs> we gotta figure out a way to record it, though. Mm-hmm. anyway, and he, he was wanting to get into disturbing movies and stuff, of course, he, he had watched some stuff too. Not, like, a whole lot. Like, he'd watch, like, Bad Boy Bubby and stuff like that. Which is a great movie, by the way. Yeah. And I was like, you need to watch, you need to watch this movie. And that sounded painful. It's horrible. So, I took it to his house, and we watched it. And the scene with the turtle, I think anyone who's listening to this should know what it is by now. Oh, yeah. But he was like, oh, my God, that poor turtle. <laughs> and he called him, Tre- and he named it Trevor the Turtle. And like, <laughs> they, they f***ed him up. <laughs> So, Cannibal Holocaust. What is it about? I mean, I think everybody knows what it's about, but... It's about a group of uh, documentary filmmakers that go to a jungle. The Green Inferno. The Green Inferno. And they decide to make a documentary about the tribes and whatnot. Well, in particular, they're looking for like an un... never-before-filmed tribe. Yeah, it's... The tree the, people. Gets the the tree tribe over the call the Yamamomo or something like that something like that yeah and long and long behold they they go missing mm-hmm. they're they're not back for like a year or something like that something like that and so this other guy the, this professor Harold yeah Monroe Harold, something like that and he decides to go over there himself and he discovers that they're dead yeah and he finds the film. Yeah and, yeah, and he finds the film, and he brings it back to America. And we discover what led to the death of Faye Daniels, Jack Andrews, Mark Tommaso, and Alan Yates. And, spoiler alert, they're pieces of shit. <laughs> they are pieces of shit. <laughs> yeah, they, they treat members of these tribes like they're garbage. Mm-hmm. So the movie is, it is like a tale of two halves. Yeah. 
the first half of the movie is uh, Harold Monroe played brilliantly by Her- Robert Kerman. Which he he's in the movie coming up. He's in Ferox, yeah. He does a good job in that movie too. He does, but he is so good in this movie. Like he's so likable. I think everyone in this movie is good. They are very good. Except for, I have a little bit of problems with Faye. The girl who plays Faye Daniels. Oh, really? Yeah, I think, not all the time. Some performances are really good. But sometimes she gets a little over the top. Yeah. Um, But Robert Carman, he's a he was a porn star. (laughs) 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 If he's this good at acting, why is he doing that? I don't know. That's the thing. That's that's kind of the whole point of porn is that... The acting's shit. Right. <laughs> but he he hates Regaro, by the way. From what I understand. He hates what? Regaro. Why? They did not get along on the making of this movie. Uh, he was not down with what they did. Well, all right. Of course, Alan Yates kind of had the same way. but I, I, They did do a, do a commentary together on the new Blu-ray, or the new issue Blu-ray. Um, yeah. So they may have, uh, you know... Mended those bridges, but on the original DVD, man, he did an interview where he was talking some heavy shit about Cannibal Holocaust. Jesus, and how he didn't like it. I don't, I don't know why he wouldn't like it. This movie's a masterpiece. It is a masterpiece, and he's great in it. He's really, yeah. really good. So the first half consists of him going down to the Green Inferno to figure out what happened to these people. I like to say that the tour guide guy, Jocko, the guy with the hat, is fantastic. He's good too. <laughs> you, you, you want some of this? God dang it, Professor, you've done it. Snorts crack. <laughs> he invited us to dinner. <laughs> He's good. He's awesome, too. Um. So, yeah, the first half of the movie consists of him going to the to the Amazon to figure out what happened, to try to find these people. Yeah. And uh, along the way, they start to try to figure... They start, they start like, figuring out that something... Something ain't right. Yeah. You know, something's happened... To make these people the way they are, because like when they when they when they uh, first meet up with the first tribe, who are normally a very peaceful people, are very they're very skittish and scared of them. And he's like, "It's not normal. Mm-hmm. You know, why is this happening?" And eventually, he finds the tree people himself, discovers that they've been killed by these tree people, and uh, he finds the footage. And he's able to rescue the footage by, you know, making a deal with these people. <laughs> by handing them a, a, a switchblade? Tape recorder. Tape recorder. Yeah, the tape recorder. Switchblade was the other ones. Yeah. And he brings it back. And then the the people who work at this television station are like, you know, we want to do this documentary based off this footage and we want you to host it. So he starts to go through reel after reel after reel. And the, each reel he goes in, the deeper he learns how horrible yeah. these people were. So, like, I feel like the first thing you got to talk about when you talk about Campbell Holocaust is the score. The score is fantastic in this movie. One of the greatest soundtracks of all time. I mean, it, it's so iconic that when you're mentioning the soundtrack, I can hear it in my head. Do, do, do. Team very quick before we get flagged on iTunes for copyright. Stop it, John. Resort Alani is the man who directed, uh, not directed, but composed, composed the the, uh, the score. I love all the pieces of music in this movie, not just the main theme. Yeah. But also the... <laughs> yeah. 
must be like it's like beat maker app mm. I have on my phone. And that, you know, yeah, when things escalating. And also, I love the freaking little song that the damn uh, tribesman oh, sings. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> Very peaceful. Every piece of music in this movie works, but it doesn't seem like it should work. Yeah. Because, like, you listen to the opening theme, man. That's like sleep music. Like, it's so peaceful and relaxing. It's like, how can this go to a movie this heinous? <laughs> you know, like, this brutal. I, it just does. Every piece of music works. Like, it all fits perfectly to Diodato each set struck gold with this movie. Yeah. And, like, I, I, I'm a fan of Diodato as a director, right? Yeah. House by the Cemetery, not House by the Cemetery, House on the Edge of the Park is very good. Cut and Run's pretty good. I, and he's done other stuff, too, that like I know people like. But I feel like he's a lot like the Toby Hooper of the Italian Mastros, if you yeah. will. Where like a lot of people argue that Toby Hooper made good movies after Texas Chainsaw. But he never got as good as Texas Chainsaw. He struck gold. He lightened in a bottle. And I feel that for Cannibal Holocaust, you know. And another thing that really hyped this movie up was the attention it got. It got. Yeah, I mean, he had to go to court to prove that these people weren't dead. Yeah. Because you also got to think, this is 1980. <laughs> Made 1978, you know. This, I mean, how revolutionary is it to have the movie, half the movie, be a documentary, a fake documentary? That had, I don't think that had ever been done before, to my knowledge. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, I've never heard of a movie doing the fake documentary stuff before Cannibal Holocaust. I don't think it was done again until like Man Bites Dog. Yeah, something like that, you know. And I, I don't know. It's it just there's, there's so many things about this movie that are good. It's hard to like just capture one thing. Yeah. The only flaw I think it has is definitely like the animal cruelty. The animal cruelty, which there is if. If you're like, I want to watch this movie, but I'm not down. Which, I'm not down for the animal cruelty either, but I'm also not a fan of censorship. Yeah. So I watched the movie as it was presented. However, if that's just, you're like, I just can't do it. Like, that's the, that's keeping me from watching this movie. There's versions. There is a version on the DVD and Blu-ray of Animal Cruelty Free. So, no excuse. You need to watch this movie. <laughs> yeah, um... But the thing about with the animal cruelty, as bad as it is... It's terrible. It definitely adds to, like, the shock value of this movie. It adds to the infamy adds. of Cannibal yeah. Holocaust, for sure. I mean, people were arrested because of this movie. Yeah, they, they thought, thought it was real. <laughs> and, like, if you just took the last half and didn't add any of the first half to it... Yeah. It's believable. It's pretty believable, yeah. I mean... It just make it just it looks real. Yeah, it does. Other than like, there's a scene where like a tarantula is on Faye's arm. Well, yeah, a tarantula looks like garbage. I don't know what they were doing. And then the one on the ground was real. And they stomped <laughs> they the just... shit out of it. <laughs> I don't like there's something with Italian cannibal movies, man, where they do not give a shit about uh, <laughs> about animals. <laughs> like you know, you know, me and you both don't like spiders, but that that, that poor tarantula did not have that come to him. He shouldn't have had that. They kill a snake. They kill a, the muskrat. I think is the worst. Yeah, that the, thing is screaming. You just have to run the throat. Mm-hmm. The the pig's pretty bad too. The pig's pretty rough. I don't know that muskrat. The one. turtle, turtle's the grossest. And the dude again in Ferox. Ferox, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not as like detailed. But no, they don't stay on it as much. But that you know, there's a point to that scene in the movie 
They don't yeah. have to show the turtle being cut apart in detail. But, but they do because they're pieces of shit. Yeah, because that's ratings right there. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, if it bleeds, it leads is a term used in what's journalism. The crazy thing about that is that that's, that happens today. Oh yeah, that I mean this movie day, is this movie is just as relevant today as it was. Oh yeah. See, uh, Campbell Holocaust was made as almost as a a satire, but not a comedic satire, of course. Yeah. You know, of uh, the Mondo movies. Yeah. You know, these people going out and, you know, staging some stuff and, you know, maybe using a little underhanded tactics to get things done to create these sensational documentaries, you know. That's what Cannibal Holocaust was made to kind of, you know, lampoon a little bit, but not in a comedic way, of course, because the movie's not funny. No, there's not much things in this movie that's funny. There's some funny stuff, but not a lot. (laughs) I mean... There's some funny stuff. That's because I have a sick sense of humor and I'm a kind of old person. But. I don't know. I think some of the stuff between Chaco and uh, Professor is pretty funny. You know what I mean? Something I, I, I felt bad for laughing at it. I know it's fake. Well, some of it's fake. <laughs> some of it's fake. But it's the scene when they're effing the goddamn, like, the, the, their home. Oh, and my the, God. And they're all watching. It, it's horrible. But, of course... Being the the horrible human being I am, I laughed at it <laughs> because they're just like look at it like you mother. That's the th- the thing about Cannibal Holocaust. I think is it's more successful than most of your disturbing uh, movies. Is that it really knows how to tug at your heartstrings? Yeah, you feel in this movie. You know what I mean? Like I don't think there's a movie as hyped, like for its content, up until like as big as this one was. Until it's something like a Serbian film. Yeah, I mean, it, the thing about Campbell Holocaust, though, over a Serbian film to me, is like, take the scene, for example, you were talking about when they, they burn the village down, right? Yeah. Like, the way that shot, the way the music is placed over it, you know, the scenes of them keeping them in the huts, I mean, like, it's a gut punch. Yeah. You feel so bad. You know what I mean? It's horrible. Like it's not even necessarily like it's it's disturbing, yeah, but you just feel bad. Him. You're like you sons of bitches. You know what I mean? Something else I have to mention is later on in the movie. So much later on, they rape one of the yeah, and then I'm pretty sure isn't that the same woman who gets like put on the on that that pole? You know that I don't know. I, I kind of thought of that way because early on the whole adultery thing. Yeah, I don't know if that's the case. So I can't say that for certain. Because I'm pretty sure there was another like member of the tribe like who saw it mm-hmm. and could have said something about it. And it could have happened. Of course, they're they're laughing about it. Yeah, you know the first half of Campbell Holocaust it, it's, it has some very disturbing moments, like when the guy is ritualistically sacrificing his um, his wife. Yeah, for adultery. Pretty brutal scene, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but it's also, too, it's like very much like a, a jungle adventure movie that had some pretty dark shit in it. Mm-hmm. It's not until you get to that second half that you really start to get into that, like, where the message of the movie lies. Like, then the first half, I'm not going to say it's, like, heartwarming. But um, Kerman, as Harold Monroe, he's such a likable guy. He cares so much. And... So something I also like to mention is whenever the they're with the the tr- the, the tree tribe. Yeah. 
in the way they start warming up to one another, it, it's almost in a way heartwarming. Yeah, when he gets naked, the, in the water. Well, yeah, that well, I guess. So. I mean, it is. It's a nice scene, you yeah. know. Like, I was talking. It's like the last moment of like peace mm. in that movie before everything goes horribly wrong. <laughs> and there's been horrible shit up until that point too, you know. Like, what I was talking about is before they cook the the body. Like whenever, like, I don't remember if it's from the first part. For the first tribe or the second tribe, and whenever like he's he's like going crazy, he's like ah, the one member. The oh yeah, that's tribe. the first tribe. Yeah, the best cannibal ever. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> he's he's great. He gives a better performance than any of the actors in the tribes <laughs> of uh, Man from Deep River. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> and he doesn't even know how he doesn't know what acting is. He just does it. And. I guess that's something about this movie that makes it as good as we're, we're saying it is. It's because, and how good it is, is because of how real it does Yeah, feel. it's very authentic, you know. Um, you know, this movie's such a taboo breaker, you know what I mean? Yeah. Real animal death, rape, um, sacrifices, forced abortion. Yeah, that was that was rough. I forgot about that. You know, making fun of an old woman rotting on the side of a bank. Oh. Impalement, you know. Mutilation. Oh. It, it's such a taboo breaker, you know. It, it really taps all those. It's, I don't think as much as a taboo breaker as Island of Death is. Well, no, but that's like the ultimate taboo breaker. Like yeah. That guy, like his goal was to break every taboo in the book. Which is hilarious. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> We didn't cover that movie. One oh, day. we absolutely will cover Island of Death one these days. Um, so, like, to me, like, you, it, it would, I would be, we'd be remiss if we didn't kind of talk about our favorite moments in Cannibal Holocaust. Yeah. Um, you know, and two of my big ones are, you know, of course the village scene because that's the first, that's the moment when you truly understand how horrible these people are. Yeah. You know, you you get the sense of that they're not good people before that. Because of them filming the turtle in detail and filming the, their god's death and cutting his leg off instead of helping him like they should, you know, like all these things, like you see it and you're like, yeah, they're they're shitty people, but you can kind of look past it a little bit. Mm-hmm. But when they force them into the huts and burn them, and then blame it and then say like, oh, the tree people did it. God, like that's the moment in the movie where you're like. This is bad. But you know this before because they show that whole documentary they made before where they say, like, oh, like, they paid those soldiers to do that, you know? Also, also, also as I mentioned on your, on your Blu-ray, mm-hmm. they have a clip from that. Yes. I watched it and I was confused. It's the same as the, the clip from the movie. Yeah, but it's, like, it's it isolated. Oh, okay. Like, it's, like, it. I wonder what that footage is. I think it's just war footage. And that's the hilarious thing about Cannibal Holocaust because it was kind of making fun of the Mondo Kane movies mm. by doing exactly what they did. Yeah. With the animal deaths and the, you know. And everything like that. Yeah. So it's funny that it happened. So th- that hut scene is one of my absolute favorites. Um, but I think my absolute favorite move scene, there's two to me that stick out the most. It's one when... Uh, Professor Harold comes to him and he's like, I want it all destroyed. Yeah. Like, his performance in that scene is great. He's like, you know, you don't know what, you haven't seen what I've seen, you know? Mm. Knowing that, like, 
what is what is on those last reels, how bad it is, you know. And um, then my absolute favorite scene in the movie, and it's probably the most iconic scene of Cannibal Holocaust, is the the impaling. It is a good scene. First of all, the effect is amazing. It's crazy how they did it. It was so simple. She's sitting on a bicycle seat. I just, mm, it's, it's it's hard to believe that though. It's it so, so it's so good. Like she's just holding the other piece in her mouth, and she's sitting on a bicycle seat. That's it. That's insane. But it looks amazing. And when he starts like laughing about it, that's that's my oh. that's my absolute favorite part of this movie. Alan we're rolling. Yeah, Alan we're rolling. Because he's like smiling. He's like, oh, good lord, you know. It's like that moment right there, it, like it encapsulates what this movie is about. Oh, yeah. You know. So what was something for you? Some of your favorite scenes. Some of my favorite parts. Um, I guess definitely when the documentary crew gets murdered. <laughs> because they, 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 get, they got it coming. They do get it coming, but at the same time, it's, it doesn't feel good. No, like but it's not sad. It's not gratifying. It's it's at the same, same point. It's like man, it's just I thought I wanted this, but it's just so bad, you know. Yeah. And another thing that I don't I don't think a lot of people talk about this is when they're injuring the family. Oh yes. And like the last person I think is Alan's dad, or what, I don't remember who Tommaso Mark Tommaso. He's like he's a, he's a piece of shit. He's a son of a bitch. <laughs> that's one. That's one of my favorite scenes too. Yeah, I was like. He's dead. He's a son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wow. <laughs> when I watched it, I was like, why did he say that about his son? And then and then you find out. find out, like, oh, he is a son of a bitch. Um, another one of my favorite scenes is whenever uh, professor, professor, was it Harold? Harold. When he first, like, goes there and he's, I mean, any scene with him and, uh, what's his face? Chaco. Chaco. Whenever they're all doing their thing, I love those scenes. Yeah, those scenes are great. But I, I gotta say, my favorite scene is the very ending. When he walks out and is like, who are the real cannibals? Yeah. You know, I like that too, because I think his delivery is really good, and I, I like his performance. But at the same time, I don't feel like it's necessary. Yeah. You know, it kind of like, it's him saying the message of the movie that I don't feel like it was needed. I mean, it, it's not needed, but I feel like it's a nice touch. It is a nice little, like, cherry on top, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. All the Chaco stuff is great. Like when he falls and he like oh, yeah. the skeleton pops up and he's like, "I'd recognize these teeth anywhere." <laughs> it's so good. I could talk about this movie for days, man. Yeah, I could talk about this movie all night. I think this is my third view. Yeah, third viewing of this. I don't know how many times I've watched it. <laughs> I've watched it a few times, and it's not an easy movie to watch. No, it's rough, and like with the animal, the animal killing is a problem. But, but I. I don't know. I still like. I'm not ever gonna watch the un, the, the cut version because it's just that's not the way it's meant to be seen. Yeah. So for better or for worse, this is the way this movie's meant to be seen. And if you can get around that, or if you can't watch the cut version, that's fine. But watch this movie. You got no excuse. It's out there now. It's which a, a long time ago. Whenever you said you first bought it, it was out in print. Yeah, yeah. It was hard to get a hold of for a while. But now it's in print. And Grindhouse Blu-ray is fantastic. Yeah, that was that's a great. I movie. mean, that opening shot, man, when they're just they're flying over the oh, jungle God. and that song is hitting, it's just amazing. This movie is an absolute masterpiece. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. Me too. It's definitely top ten favorite movies ever. And highly, 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 highly recommend. Yeah, it. it may be 
of all the movies we reviewed on here, it's probably the, the highest, highest recommendation yeah. I can give for any movie we've reviewed. And there's not really been a movie that I haven't like got some kind of enjoyment out of. You know, and if you if you're listening to the podcast and you're wanting to get into extreme cinema, this this is a hard watch, and but that's what you're that's what, that's what you're looking for. This is the perfect. Of course, one to start you know, off this is also one of those movies. It's hard to find somebody who's not at least heard of Cannibal Holocaust. Oh yeah, of course. You know, Cannibal Holocaust is it's the granddaddy. You know. Yeah. Is but. it the most disturbing movie ever made? Probably not. Um. There's a lot more out there. There's way more disturbing movies, but for quality, it could be number one. Yeah. Like, I would say it's my favorite disturbing movie. You know what I mean? Like, it's I not mean, the most disturbing, but it's the one I enjoy the most. Of course, of course, when it comes to me, like, I do love this movie. It's definitely really high on my list of favorite movies. But there's, a, there's always a movie that sneaks in that's unexpected, and it always it just hits me the right way. Mm-hmm. And I just really enjoy it. Like, I know you when a lot of people criticize me because one of my favorite movies is Sinister. Sinister. Uh, Sinister's all right. I mean, I don't shit on it too much. I, I mean, I, again, I really enjoy that movie. But if something hits me the right way, then I'll really enjoy it. This movie, it didn't even have to try. I mean, the opening scene will draw you in. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just good. From, op- from the opening scene to the very last scene, it draws you in. Like a fly to a light. It's paced so well, too. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I could talk about Campbell Holocaust all night. But we gotta get to our last one. But we gotta get to the last one. So, again, of all every movie we've reviewed on this podcast, I Spill in Your Grave, Last House and Left. Oh, we ain't done Last House Wait, and Left. Wait, we that one <laughs> I Spill in Your Grave, Miss 45, which we highly oh, recommend Miss 45. I still think Campbell Holocaust is my highest recommendation. Yeah. So... If you're going to check out any movie we've talked about, Cannibal Holocaust. And then check out Miss 45. Miss 45. Because <laughs> <laughs> Miss 45 is amazing. So, we kind of, st- we end where we began. Yeah. One year later, Mr. Lindsay was ready to jump all over this train, even though he'd already made the first one. Umberto comes back and he's like, I saw what Diodato did over there and I saw how successful that was. Yeah, he was like, I started this. <laughs> I'm going to add another touch to it. Yeah, he didn't end it. No. Bruno ended it. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Matei put a death nail in the cannibal genre. <laughs> well, I guess you say Le- Eli Roth kind of definitely ended it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he did. Um, he kind of he, he took the dead horse that Bruno Matei yeah. killed. <laughs> the, if uh, Cannibal ironic. Holocaust couldn't be ripped off anymore, oh, Jesus. Bruno Matei and Eli Roth beat it to the death. <laughs> yeah, they took the Cannibal Holocaust horse. Which, if you like Green Inferno, good on you. But I didn't care for it. You ain't seen it. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet, but I, I've, I've heard about it. <laughs> Just didn't think it was very good. Yeah, I've heard it. Oh. So, uh, Umberto Lindsay's Cannibal Ferox. May I ask a question? Mm-hmm. What is Ferox? <laughs> I don't even know. Holocaust doesn't even make any sense. The word, the no. Word, the Holocaust was the killing of six million Jews. Six million Jews, yeah. <laughs> What was that to do with Cannibal? I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. She um, mentions Campbell Ferox in the movie, but I didn't... You didn't pay attention to I it? I didn't catch enough of what she was talking about to, like, grasp it. First thing I gotta say about this movie is the gore is fantastic. Gore is great. So... Animal Courtney's bullshit, though. Yeah. <laughs> so, Cannibal Ferox tells the story of 
three friends, Gloria, Rudy, and Pat, who uh, Gloria is writing her thesis to become a doctor in, in mm-hmm. science. And her thesis for school is busting the myth of cannibalism as a, as a practiced tradition. The, the, the only thing about that is... Um, it's, it's, it's real. (laughs) Well, you know, I don't know. I don't know if there's a whole lot of proof that it's real. I mean, cannibalism is real. It's a real thing. I mean, you don't think tribes don't use cannibalism as, like, ritual? Possibly, yeah. But I'm just saying, like, I could see where someone's coming from, though, you know what I mean? (laughs) I watch Ripley's Believe It or Not, goddamn. I mean, (laughs) shit. They, some people are like, there's flat. If they can believe that, they can believe anything, you know what I mean? God, it pisses me I off. know. <laughs> but, uh, How? <laughs> if, the, the, if the earth was flat, then there would be goddamn shadows. <laughs> it's, not, it's not flat earth. It's Clamble Holocaust. Mm. A Ferox, excuse me. So she decides, uh, she hears about this tribe that are supposed to be the last practicing tribe of cannibalism, and she doesn't believe it. So she wants to go down to the Amazon to see it for herself. Yeah. So her, Rudy, her brother, and Pat, her friend, Go down to the jungle. They get there and everything's going terrible <laughs> yeah. from the get to go. Like their their jeep gets stuck like nine times. Oh God, which that, is, that killed me. He's like, God oh, dang it! <laughs> <laughs> it was the first time it stopped. That killed because of it. He lets that bottle of all of them up. And the bottle of wine or whatever is like falls out the back. <laughs> God dang it! So eventually they meet um, Mike, played by the great Giovanni Lamberto Radici. Going by John Morgan in this movie because he wanted to sound more American. Piece of sh- <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 I'm not talking about him as the first place character. And Joe, right? Yeah. And Joe's injured, and he tells him this lavish story about how they were with this, this, uh, oh God, what do they keep calling him? Portuguese. Uh, yeah, I, I, the Portuguese or something like that. I don't remember. Um, and how like they came down to. Score some cocaine <laughs> and some emeralds. Oh yeah, they they forgot about the mob. Yeah. Oh god, that's so funny. Um, and they were attacked by this vicious tribe of cannibals, and they narrowly escaped with their lives. However, this may not be the truth. As when they finally meet up with the tribe, we learn the truth, and the tribe is wanting revenge on the Ooh. white folk for crimes done against them. And the whole time there is a subplot also of this um, this detective who's also looking for Mike, who Ooh. is played by Robert Kerman from Cannibal Holocaust. And, again, does a great job. Does a great job. He, he caught it. He's so good. He's so good in this one, too, because he's such a different type of character from the one he played in Cannibal Holocaust. Yeah. Where I would say he's a little more mellow in that one. Mm-hmm. Well, this one, he's just all over He's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> ah! Did you catch the other Cannibal Holocaust yes. alum? Yes. The member of the mob. Is Jack from yeah. Cannibal Holocaust. It's one fascinating the, stuff. the biggest scumbags in that group. Yeah. <laughs> and he puts another scumbag. He plays another scumbag. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the basic plot of Cannibal Holocaust. Uh, mm, cannibal <laughs> Ferox. <laughs> A lot of cannibals talking about here. Let's talk about it. Okay. So... This may shock some people. This was only my second time viewing Cannibal Ferox. <gasps> I know. The first time I watched it. Um, and the first time I watched it, I was like, 
It was brutal. It was gross. But I was like, it didn't. It just didn't have anything. It's just Cannibal Holocaust without the message. It's 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 just a rip off. It's just gore for gore's sake, you know. Yeah. I was kind of lazy, you know, at the time. I feel <clears> like, <throat> yeah. And in this view, I was like, man, this is a lot like slower and more brutal than I gave it credit for because yeah. the movie isn't fast paced. No, it really lets you in on like the brutality and like. You feel every moment because it takes so long, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that impressed the shit out of me, really. Um. Yeah, th- this movie, the gore is, oh, it's crazy. It's brutal. And there's one thing, I, the cut on it, like from camera to effect, is so quick and just so on the money. It mm-hmm. looks real. Yeah, it's really good. Um, um sorry, go ahead. Uh, you go ahead. Um, also, too, like, Cannibal Holocaust, your your most likable characters are Harold, Professor Harold, Chuko, you know, these yeah. people, where the main people are scumbags. Yeah. You know, they're good characters, but they're scumbags. Mm. And this one, Gloria, Pat, to an extent, she's kind of meh. Yeah. But Rudy, in this movie, or the brother... Is so likable. Yeah. Like, he's so good in this movie that when something bad happens to him, you're legit like, ah, shit. You know? Yeah, it makes you feel shitty. Yeah, you're like, man, no! Because he's such a good character and Mm. such a good dude. Like, you'd be like, I'd I'd be friends with that guy. Yeah, you'd go out to the bar and share a drink with him. Yeah, he's a good dude, man. (laughs) Which I was impressed by. I was like, shit, this movie's got some good characters. Yeah. It's it's more than just, like, I think a lot of people think about Campbell Farrell because they're like, Cannibal Holocaust without the plot. And I don't think that's the case, necessarily. <laughs> it does focus a lot on the torture. I mean, yeah. It's more torture-based and less story-based than Cannibal Holocaust, for but sure. There is something about this movie that kind of throws me off. Go for it. They have machetes and stuff. Yes, but don't they have machetes and stuff in Holocaust, too? I don't think so. They have, like, these like stone axes. Yeah, they do have those, but, I mean, they cut the guy's I, ding-ding off. Uh, they do have metal hooks and stuff, which could be a plot hole. I just don't know enough. <laughs> I'm too stupid to know if that's bad or not. I just don't. I don't. When I think about, like, tribes and stuff like that, I don't think of machetes and, like, hooks and stuff. Yeah. I think about, like, clubs and, like, <laughs> <laughs> and, like stone axes and, like, hammers and shit. Yeah, I, don't, I just don't know. Like, I'm too stupid <laughs> to know whether or not that's n- n- a, a pothole or not. You know oh, what I mean? I said the word club. I think about Bruno Bataille. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that one day. Oh, God. So funny. Which is amazing. But anyways, yeah. back to Ferox. Um, the Fed- Fedox? <laughs> Ferox. <laughs> All right. Mike, as a, played by Giovanni Lombardo Radizzi. <laughs> you love saying that name? I love saying that name. It's a great name. John Morgan sucks. Get that out of here. Get that weak shit out of here. It's Giovanni Lombardo Radizzi. <laughs> uh, most people would know him as Bob from City of the Living Dead. Yeah. He's the one that gets the drill in the head. Uh, in this movie, That's like <clears throat> the first time you meet him, he's it's like, oh, here's help, right? Yeah. But immediately you're like, mm, I don't know if I trust this guy. <laughs> he seems like an all right guy, but he is also just snorting coke out in the open and just kind of being weird. Yeah, he like a lot of people like when you hear about someone who snorts coke. They usually, like, hide from people. He doesn't give a god dang about it. He's just like, I'm going to store it here, store it here, store yeah. it there. 
So immediately you get this like, mm, I don't know if I trust this guy. And as the film goes and goes, you really start to see what kind of sociopath he really oh, is. Yeah. And he does such a good job in this movie. Yeah, he, he does a good job. He always does a good job. He's also in House on the Edge of the Park, and he's so good in that movie, too. I actually haven't seen that movie. I know. Yet. We will talk about it. No regard will be about a classic. What would the episode be? <laughs> uh, David Hess. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's in that movie. Mm-hmm. Forgot about that. Uh, so, let's talk about some of the the some of our favorite moments in Bear Ox. Okay. You start us off. I'll start Cam Hall. Before I get to my good, my good moments... Um, you walked in here and you were talking to me for a minute while I was watching it. Mm-hmm. And you laughed pretty hard at me because I was talking, we were talking about, like, I was like, yeah, the effects of this movie are great. And then a god dang crocodile gets his head chopped off. Well, what I was like, saying is, like, I feel like there's less animal death in this one than the other two. And then as soon as I say that, yeah. they're, like, <laughs> mutilating this poor-ass uh, caiman, I think. I think it's a caiman. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I just give his look just like God dang it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this movie as well. I mean, like it's just in all three of them, and if you can't get past that, I do understand. Yeah, I, I don't like watching animals get killed. It's terrible. I mean, of course, some of our listeners may be you know vegetarian, vegan. Yeah, whatever. I mean, like and like I said, I don't, I do, I do not condone. Yeah, what they did. It, it's horrible. It's terrible. It should not have been done. No animal should die for a movie. It just shouldn't no. happen. And uh, I mean, I feel like in, th- in these movies, it pisses me off. The one that pissed me off the most was uh, the first uh, episode. Oh, uh, dang. Angel's Angel's Melancholy. Melancholy, yeah. When they killed that cat, the I, cat. I about lost my shit. Yeah, that one. I do feel like that is the worst of the worst. Because, cause, oh God, maybe because it's a pet. You know, we yeah. see it as a pet. But anyways, yeah. Oh God, dang. I mean, I did feel like you know. Pre-show talking that you, I don't think you were as high on this as I was. Um, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I thought it was all right. I don't think it was like fantastic. The only problem was I got home from school. Yeah, and I get tired when I come home from school. You also didn't watch the movie like you should have when you got home, which I think you would have done better. But whatever. Yeah, I, I probably you waited. Been, <laughs> yeah, I waited till like seven o'clock, <laughs> and. I I came dead ass for a little bit, and I woke up like thirty minutes and had to wind it back, <laughs> which pissed me off. Right, I I hate when that happens. But, yeah, um, and I probably missed some, you know something here or there, which I feel bad. You should. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm 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 horrible, but I think I feel like I got the point of the movie and everything, and I, I will say I enjoyed the movie. I just feel like it's kind of hard to to say, like, <sighs> Cannibal Holocaust is just such a goddamn masterpiece compared. It is. Yeah, I agree. Holocaust is the better of the two movies. However, I don't know, man. Like, this viewing, I, I felt about it a completely different way than I did last time. The one thing I had a problem with is I do feel it drags at some moments. Yeah. Like, there's moments does. where I'm like, man, I kind of wish this would just get going. Um, like, I do enjoy the score a lot. Yeah, the score is really good. The score is great. The effects are great. The acting is pretty. I would say pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty solid. I mean, it's dubbed. All these are dubbed. So yeah, you know, if you can't get past that, you're in trouble. There's there's some movies that are dubbed that are bad. I uh, why why even dub it? Yeah, I was like, man, y'all didn't even try. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and yeah, like 
I don't, I don't know. I feel like I have, I'll probably have to give it a second view sometime down the road. Yeah. So I can get like a full grasp on it. Um, But what were some of your favorite scenes, though? Some of my favorite scenes, as much as it made me cringe because of how painful it looked, the penis scene. The penis scene is brutal. Like they, they tie him up. Right? They, they, yeah. yeah. And pull his pants down. Lop his dick off. Yeah, with a machete. Still throws me off. But. And they do that, and from the last episode we did, mm. from seeing as much ball sack we did. Yeah, as we, we did. did. <laughs> we saw a lot of balls. And that looked, that looked like testicles. It looked real. If that was the case, that machete grabbed his testicles. Mm-hmm. Last on to him for a second there. Yeah. Looked painful as <laughs> shit. <laughs> looked painful. To me, the most brutal, and it's the most iconic scene Yeah. in Ferox, you know, in Holocaust, it's the impaling scene, and in this one, is the hooks to the breast that oh are hanging. Oh, my God. And this, to me, is like where Cannibal Ferox is at its best in its pacing, where yeah. it does kind of drag a little bit. It's kind of slow, but you're in there. You're watching it. You're suffering with her. Yeah. And, like, there's that line from Gloria where she's like, please, God, just let her die. Oh. You know, let her die soon, please, you know? Yeah. And that moment's like, that is rough. <laughs> you know, like, that is brutal, brutal stuff. Oh, another scene that I was talking about earlier, whenever they take, uh, was his name Rudy? Yeah. Yeah. He he, he, he dies. Yeah, they all die. <laughs> <a> spoiler. <laughs> spoiler! And they, they stab him in the stomach and rip him open. Yeah. And it looks so flawless. It's really good, yeah. I was I was like whoa. I don't know if you were like this, but when they shot him with the dart, I was like, oh, maybe he's got a chance. Maybe he just knocked. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, this is like dead ass. <laughs> There's a scene in this movie that to this day I, I, it grosses me out. Oh God. Campbell Furox is more gross than me than Holocaust. <laughs> yeah. There's a scene where they're just in the woods and they're hacking oh, down God, leaves. It's the bug. And they hack open this one leaf, oh. and there's just this weird random old tribes dude sitting there, and he's eating these grubs. Ugh. And it's disgusting. <laughs> you see it like like ooze and like it, peel. Oh my god, it's gross as shit. The first time I ever watched, I gagged. Oh, and the second time I watched it, I gagged. <laughs> like it's disgusting. Like I feel like when it comes to certain things, I have a higher like gross like like I guess resilience than you do. Yeah, because like for for you like. Whenever you watch like uh, Visitor Q, the breast milk Blech. killed you. Blech. But I was like, yeah, it's gross. But uh, that's what I was like with his. Like, ooh, that's nasty. If I have to put my phone in my mouth or my wallet for more than five <laughs> seconds, I gag. <laughs> so yeah, my gag tolerance is not very high. Yeah, and I was uh, I was just like, yeah, this is gross, but it's uh, disgusting. Like, oh, I hate that scene so much. <laughs> it's like. I it's also weird. It's like, he's yeah. just there. Yeah, it's, it's like, weird. F- and he never pays him any mind. Again, like, animal cruelty, though. He's eating goddamn grubs. Man, it's all right. I was like, whatever. <laughs> I mean, yeah. He's eating grubs. <laughs> whatever. Um, like, I remember my, one of my friends, Jonathan, he was like, you gotta watch this video. It was the video of the three... No, no not that one. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It was... Uh, one guy, one jar? No, not that one. God dang it. It was... <laughs> Why can't I think of the name of this video? I don't know. They're all one something, one something. <laughs> Two oh, girls, one it. cup? Yeah. Okay. 
and he and he was gagging. I was just like, it's yeah. pretty. That was gross. Huh? Yeah, I was just like, yeah, it's gross. But oh well. well look at you, Mister. I, I laughed at it though. I was you like, this is funny as shit, Mister Billy Badass over here. <laughs> Damn boy. <laughs> Damn all them haters. Um, sorry. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I really enjoyed this go around with Campbell Firox. I feel like I need to give it another view because this view was kind of obstructed. <laughs> and I felt like I liked it more this time too, even though I did feel like. Like the like I said the first time I watched, it, I was like, "This is just exploitive garbage," <laughs> you know. Like it's fun, garbage. but whatever, you know. You're like Anthony Fantano, garbage. <laughs> your favorite artist, garbage. <laughs> your favorite rapper, garbage. Your favorite a- ambient DJ, garbage. <laughs> I control what you like. <laughs> your favorite candle movie, garbage. <laughs> <laughs> your favorite disturbing flick, garbage. <laughs> I control what you like. But uh. I didn't think it was garbage and I thought it was a bad movie. I just meant like it's just like trashy. Yeah. Where this time around, I didn't feel that way about it. Yeah. I actually felt at times it kind of drug. I was like, man, this this could do with a little bit of a... <laughs> a little bit of kick. A little bit of a trim, you know, to tighten it up just a bit. Because I felt like it kind of like jumped around on too many subplots. Mm. Yeah. But at the same time, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a really good movie. Yeah. Um. So I think we all know what our favorite... I don't know. It's Holocaust. Definitely yeah. Holocaust. Campbell Holocaust is a masterpiece. It's a great movie. Second... For me, is Ferox. Ferox, and three is Man from Deep River, which I did not dislike any of these movies. No, this was one of the more like I won't say entertaining because like I don't know, none of these nothing we reviews necessarily like like, some of it's really entertaining. Yeah, but a lot of times it all leaves you feeling bad. But you know, like this was a a welcome change from. uh, the last one. <laughs> Porns. The last one was kind of a hard watch. It was. Which we're going to do it again one day. No. We're going to come back to because we got to do Water Power. That's going to be the holy grail. I'm going to force you to watch Box Ball. Oh, no, you ain't. Yeah, I'm going to force you to watch Box Ball. We if we're watch. doing part two, you're watching Box Ball. We ain't watching no damn Box Ball. All right, everybody. Ball. All right, everybody. You want to watch some guy get his nuts <laughs> twisted up? I don't. I don't either, but you know what? I'm going to force you to watch it Shit. because you know what? F it. If we're going to go in, we're going to go all in. Piece of shit. But, um, anyways. Okay. Yeah. I can't say this was the most entertaining episode because I think back to, like, the Tetsuo movies and yeah. Visitor Q's and Ichi the Killer are awesome. I mean, like, you know, like, for me, like, the, if I'm ranking all the movies we watched, Holocaust is up one and then like, Ichi and Miss 45 are, like, yeah, two so. and three, but they're interchangeable because mm-hmm. they're both amazing movies. But, uh, yeah, Holocaust, man's a masterpiece. I mean, it's me a lot of. I know we're covering a lot of movies. That's gonna be hard to top that one. Yeah, it's gonna be real hard. I mean, I don't know if we'll ever do it. I don't know if we'll ever review a movie that, I, and the because like I said, it's my favorite. Yeah. Disturbing movie. Like I said, it's not the most disturbing, but is what I like. It's my favorite. Yeah. Of course, there's a lot more disturbing movies. Oh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Solo. I mean, de- yeah, debatably, you can say like a movie like a Serbian film. Serbian film. Solo. Um, Solo, August Underground's Solo. Mortem. We should just have an episode where it's just like the worst of the worst. We gotta keep them themed, I think, because oh like God. if we're gonna talk Mortem, we gotta talk the other two August Undergrounds. We just have yeah. to, you know. August Underground Mortem's hard. It's like hard those are definitely more disturbing as yeah. far as their content goes, but Holocaust has a deeper message <laughs> and is more meaningful to me. You know what I mean? For a while there, I went on a kick of watching like disturbing movies. I watched three back to back, and it was a hard day for me. <laughs> it was August Underground Mortem, mm. uh, Snuff One Hundred Two, mm. 
And there was one more. Oh, I spit on your grave. Mm. <laughs> Which all threw those back to back. And I had a horrible day. I was like, I, f- I feel like horrible after watching this. What was that? <laughs> I don't know. It's some kind of bug. God dang, I hate insects. So that's okay. the that's Italian cannibals, man. It was a good time. I enjoyed that. Yeah. I, I enjoyed too. the watching the movies. I enjoyed the, the conversation. Sorry I was behind. It's again. okay. I was not behind in the last episode. I was actually ahead. You were ahead of me. Um, Which I don't know why I was. Yeah. <laughs> You're really eager to get to those points. I was going to be done with this shit. <laughs> um, so yeah, Italian cannibals are behind us. It's, it's kind of sad in a way. It's like we hit we hit one of the, you know, like I spit in your grave. That was a big one. Yeah. You know, um, Angel's Melancholy is a big one. You know, um, usually we hit th- one big Manbot's one. Dog is a big one. Yeah. Usually we hit one big one. Poughkeepsie tapes. Eh, I don't know about Poughkeepsie tapes. Oh yeah, update. <laughs> update from like, like <laughs> we're gonna do it like. Uh, I think we already talked about this. The fact that it was getting a Blu-ray. Yeah, I think we've already talked about this, which is great. Superior is coming, by the way, boys oh, and girls. Yeah, pre-order that some bitch or you ain't getting it. <laughs> John already got it. I got it. I didn't even have the money for it. <laughs> <laughs> what was I saying though? Uh, uh, this episode we covered three big ones. Yeah, but the big one. Yeah, the the biggest one probably. Holocaust for sure. Ferox would be the second one. Yeah, uh, that's second tier. Second know. tier. This is like, you know, number one draft pick, Campbell Holocaust. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like you know, we've knocked out Angels Melancholy. We've knocked yeah. out I Spin on Your Grave. We've knocked out. Um, oh shit! I was trying to think of what we've watched. Campbell Holocaust. Now you know we're, yeah. we're slowly but surely ticking off the the biggins. You know, but you think we should slow down a little bit? No. And ne- next week, well, well, not next week, but in like, oh yeah, yeah. That's something I need to bring up real yeah, quick before we get into that. So, our schedule's not necessarily been good recently. Yeah. We've not done a very good job of being consistent, but it will change soon. The next episode is going to be a week late. He's going to be... At Horror Hound in Indianapolis, Indiana, September 8th through the 10th. If you see him, I'm gonna try to see if he'll he'll wear his name tag from work. I ain't wearing my damn name tag. <laughs> you wanna know what I look like? Bacano eighty nine. B A C C A N O. Yeah. Eighty nine on Instagram. You can see what I look like. Yeah, I'm not gonna tell you mine. Don't don't follow me. <laughs> <laughs> like, you can. You, you probably if you follow us, you probably know what we look like. Anyway. Yeah. So you know, if you if you are if you're a listener and you're like. Hey, I listen to your podcast. Shit, you'll make my weekend. <laughs> you know, like yeah. I don't, I do not expect that to happen at all. Um, however, that's where I'm going to be, and that would be the week the episode is due to be recorded and put out. Yeah. So I'm going to be out of town that weekend. So the week after, we will be covering disturbing documentaries. And with this one, we're going to be knocking out some heavy hitters too. Uh, I don't necessarily feel like these are necessarily what I would call the heavy hitters. I don't, I don't know, man. Like to me, the heavy hitters are Serbian films, Solo, August Underground's more documentary wise. I still, yeah, documentary wise. But I'm, I'm, what I'm talking about when I'm saying we're nicking off the heavy hitters. We're talking about the the biggins, the ones yeah. everybody has on their lists. You know, when you look at the top ten disturbing films, it's usually the same ten movies in a different order. So, John, what are we covering? We are covering. One of the few times in this podcast where we're going to be reviewing a movie that you've seen, yes, and I've not. Uh, Dear Zachary, 
was it a letter to a yeah a letter oh god how's it go it's like a letter to a son by his father yeah something like that we're also going to be covering the act of killing did you see this one oh and last but not least a little talked about documentary that is actually very good and i'm really excited to watch it again and talk about it graphic sexual horror Originally, it was originally scheduled we were going to watch The Bridge. The Bridge. But we can't really find it. The Bridge is on YouTube. You can find it. But here's my, here's my thing. Graphic sexual horror is disturbing in a different way. The act of killing and Dear Zachary are going to make us want to kill ourselves. Huh. And graphic sexual horror is just going to make it's just gonna be like, ooh, ooh. <laughs> okay. I, I feel like that's a good way of... Because if we watched all three of those, man, that's going to be miserable. <laughs> yeah. No matter how good they are. Which I would say I've not seen Drew Zachary. I've always heard about it. Heard it was really good. Dude. Oh my god! Look, <sighs> no spoilers. Don't say anything. I want to go. I, I'm not gonna say anything about the movie like in the, in the details. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna say the first time I watched this. But you know when it comes to the movies, I'm not gonna get very emotional. Mm-hmm. I cried. I cried Toy Story three, so I'm expecting them to. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm like, a little bitch baby. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, there was a few movies that we could that could have made that last place because we were looking at the bridge, we were looking at snuff, a documentary kill about killing on camera. Yeah. You know, there's also like Girl of Rage. You know, oh god, girl, ooh. Child of Rage. Child, oh, that, you know, we looked at we looked at several of them, and it was scheduled to be the bridge, but I kind of pulled the. Uh, Executive decision to make it graphic sexual horror instead, which, which I think is the best decision. Yeah, because that movie is disturbing. Like, there's some crazy ass imagery, and if you're not into hardcore, hardcore bondage, I'm talking about like as brutal bondage as you can get, then you're not gonna like, you're not gonna find it enjoying. <laughs> well, I'm just gonna go ahead and say that I'm probably not gonna like it. Then. Yeah, exactly. Because. <laughs> I watched it with the crowd, which I'll tell that story when we get oh. to Yes, I'll tell that story with the, oh, on wow. the podcast next. There's your little, little tease to come back. All right, people. So we, we, We've talked for long enough. Follow us on Twitters and Instagrams at Sitcon Cinema. And email us at SickOnCinema at gmail.com. That is right. No Facebook yet. We're going to get it soon. People, please messages. Messages. We're, we're, we're lonely. We're lonely. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, just send them our way, man. We got no problems answering them. If you tell us to kill ourselves, that's fine. Whatever. We'll mess about it and say, cool, thanks for messaging. The <laughs> biggest thing you could do for us, if you're a listener, spread the word. Post about us on whatever social media you like and leave us a rating on a rating and review on iTunes. That would be the biggest thing you could do for us. And... I know a feel we need to get into, John. Yes. Poor if we get off the air here. I feel like eventually we need to get our podcast on Spotify. Mm. I don't know how you do that, but I'll research it. Okay. <laughs> I know Tell Steve Dave has theirs up there, so. <laughs> Tell okay. Steve Dave is the bar. Huh? <laughs> they are the bar. Tell them Steve Dave. Yeah. So, until next time when we talk about messed up real life stuff. I'm John. I'm Matt. And you've been listening to the podcast dedicated to the dark side of films. Sick on cinema. (laughs) Wheezy David, boy. (laughs) 